0: Welcome to the Midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. All right, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us today in the uh, the studio here. My office, the studio, I don't know, we're going to call it something. We've got Rob Croyle. Hello. Jacob Croyle. Hey there. Molly Patterson. Hey. And myself, Logan, you're uh, pretty standard lineup here. We're going to talk about Jonah. We are kicking off our series this last week. We started a three-week series on Jonah. We're going through the book of Jonah. I'm wondering how many times I can say Jonah the in this description. The prophet and the pagans. Yeah, we're under, under the, under the uh, Jonah is the <laughs> subtitle for the series of Jonah, Oh, my called gosh. Called Prophets and Pagans, uh, <clears throat> or Pagans and a Prophet, and uh, which is great. Anyway, okay, I'm done saying Jonah uh. so many times. Praise the Lord.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: now you'll start referring Somebody to, keep to as his
0: original name, Yona. Yona. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to actually call him a dove, but we'll get there. Um, be named. Keep a running keep a running tally of how many times that gets said. Anyway, uh, starting off with our discipleship moment of the week, gonna slide into the DM here. I'm just gonna call it that forevermore because it's just too funny to me. <laughs> uh, slide into the discipleship moment, Rob. You wanted to talk about Ezekiel 34.
3: Yeah, what uh, what what Post Falls calls chasing the strays. You know, throughout the story,
0: sounds like a uh, animal control.
3: Technique? <laughs> yes, that could be that could be one of them, I guess. Uh,
1: <laughs> I just went to my farm days. <laughs>
0: completely animals.
3: derailed. Oh
0: but... man! One phrase and I did it. Oh. <laughs> okay, chasing the strays.
3: So in the Jonah story, we see Jonah fleeing the presence, the face, the panim of God, and. God just continues to pursue Jonah, yeah, and even provides um I think the English says a points um, but uh the reward there's provision he provides a fish mm. to swallow Jonah, and Jonah, as we'll learn next week, relents and and chooses to go to Nineveh, but so God is in this relationship with Jonah, and even though Jonah would rather run the other way, God still pursues him. Sure. And I mentioned at the end of yesterday that God has done that with me over and over and over again. But I can't remember a time where he did that without using somebody. Mm. Like there was never a moment that I could remember where I had just kind of gone off the rails, gotten off doing my own thing, uh, Running from God in my own way, the word God didn't actually use a person. Mm-hmm. He's always used somebody in my life. And so, you know, Ezekiel 34 says, The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. So, this is about the leadership of Israel, uh, the religious leadership, but uh, for a shepherding, the thought of being a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Jewish mind in, in the text here is, is that of the religious leader. Hmm. Prophesy and say to, to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. <coughs> Interesting thought. You're supposed to be taking care of the people. Instead, you're, you're... Feeding yourself. Feeding yourselves.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Should not the shepherds feed the sheep? Like, shouldn't this be going the other direction? Mm -hmm. You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them.
0: Mm.
3: And so what I learned at the Post Falls Real Life uh, years ago when I was really starting to get into or learn what it means to be a pastor is that we have responsibility to, to chase those who don't want to be chased and to go after those who willfully choose not to pursue God. Mm. Uh, even those folks we need to pursue. And so the discipleship moment, if, uh, if someone from your care group, someone from your church, uh, is walking away for for whatever reason, and sometimes it could be the simplest of things, um, simplest uh, remark made in group, and someone interprets something, a uh, motive, sure, incorrectly, or or maybe correctly. Yeah, you know, worst case,
0: something hits them wrong, and they they get a little little bum hurt.
3: Yeah, so so that could be the case, or they could just be heading down a path that you know is destructive for them. Sure. To maintain communication, to keep pursuing them as far as it depends on you, is something that we are called to as a church. So that was just it struck me yesterday as as we were worshiping, mm.
1: the,
3: the last song. Mm. I don't even remember which. What was our last song?
1: Well, was this church or was this worship night? This
3: was this was church. So okay. this was uh, you know you,
0: you. Oh, reckless love. Reckless love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that heathen song. <laughs> uh. Recklessly pursue the leave the leave the ninety nine to go chase the one. Right. That sort of thing. All right. Yep.
1: Which kind of just say goes completely against hurting animals. Like. We're out working cattle and a couple get, you just leave them and you focus on the herd that you have and you go back and get those later after Mm. you've contained the herd. But it goes completely against how you normally herd animals.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong. No. It's counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. But these are the things you miss when you're not like raised on a farm. So. Moral of the story.
0: Leave the city. Go be a farm
1: person. Yeah. We need more (laughs) farmers. Do it.
0: <laughs> Disperse. We need a second diaspora. If you're listening to this in, L- in LA, get out.
1: <laughs> oh, man. We actually have friends Flee. in
0: LA. Wyoming's nice, I hear. Hashtag, I wonder if our last Logan's item guessing. on the agenda is going to apply yeah. to Logan at all. Uh, perfect, perfect. All right. So diving into the story of Jonah now. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit right off the top here with casting lots we uh you said we'd talk about this in footnotes and here we are in footnotes so let's talk about it let's talk um,
3: about casting lots
0: when we were when we were researching this uh i think it was i think i stumbled on this of how they would cast lots uh i'd never actually learned this um i always just kind of imagined it was like rolling dice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when uh yeah. i figured like Yahtzee. Yeah, Yahtzee, Yahtzee or for, Dice or your for I I like Jesus the runes from Oh yeah, yeah like a, a rune stone. Like yeah. yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, that you know, you're ro- essentially you're rolling some kind of stone thing. Little dungeons um,
3: and dragons. Sure. <laughs>
0: or or I don't know, drawing straws, I guess, maybe. That mm-hmm. would be another yeah. like, there's a lot of ways that I thought this could have gone. This was not it. <clears throat> so what they would do, everybody would have their own little talisman that was like their lot right so maybe um if if you've seen the movie inception you can imagine everyone's got their own little talisman Mm -hmm. that's that only they know right um so maybe jacob your talisman is a chess piece and rob you've got a uh, a bottle cap molly yours is obviously something sharp and pointy maybe a, (laughs) a, a throwing star um if you don't get that joke well you i'm sorry know me well. uh and then mine's uh probably something m- mine's probably a small spherical fruit um that would be funny, so you take these you take these items <laughs> uh,
3: that's a great idea uh, that's a that
0: is a great <laughs> idea uh you take these items and you we would put them all in a bucket or some sort of container, some sort of cylindrical container, and what you do with this bucket is then you spin it around right so you you're going to spin it it like if you set the cup on the table and you move it around so it's still touching the table and you're trying to get the items all spinning around inside of it and the first one that pops out like because eventually these items will pop out one of them will pop out first one to to pop out that's whose lot is drawn Mm. this is how they would draw lots or they rattle it around and whichever one bounces out that's whose lot is drawn so actually, if I wanted to be picked, I would pick a rubber bouncy ball. That would be my lot, unless I, like I didn't story. want to get picked, and then I would use something sticky. <laughs> um, as Jacob said, uh, obviously, I would be a, a righteous man of God with well, that philosophy. I think philosophy.
1: this goes back to the Proverbs of God doesn't like an unjust scale.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. Well, I bet they had their own... like governing system of like no dude you can't use the-
3: <laughs> <laughs> have to be wait, probably wait 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 two, <laughs> two out of three two out of three
1: what
0: that's a spitball get that get- no you can't use that gum <laughs>
1: we will pick for you next time
0: a sticky note really
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so there you go that's uh so when they're casting lots on the deck this is what they're doing um I think I also remember when I was, when I was listening about this, uh, the boat probably would have had about 20, 20 sailors on it is mm-hmm. what a uh, lot, of, lot of estimates. That's still, I mean, that's a pretty decent size. I mean, upwards of 20. Could have been bigger, but I mean, this, this ship would have been out for a year. Um, it took a year to get from where Jonah was at to Tarshish. Right. Um, and they would actually, it was a, it was a three-year cycle They would go out for a year, um, be there, load up everything, whatever, do their trade, and then they would come back, and every three years, they would arrive and bring stuff for Herod's courts. Um, This is the the stuff that we know, kind of how we know how long it would take for those journeys to take, Um, that they would bring it back for those those kings. Um,
3: It was also a three-year cycle for Solomon and his court.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... <clears throat> this is how we know how long... This was a huge, long journey. Um, Tarshish, a lot of people, a lot of scholars put it over kind of in Spain. Um, if you're looking at maps, um, which doesn't even... Like the map that you were showing on on Sunday, Rob, like isn't even remotely close to being right. on the map. It's so far off. Uh, it's way off in the West. Way off in the West. Which is an interesting point that I forgot to put on our, yeah, our yeah. notes to talk about, but we should talk about anyway. Is Jonah is running west to escape God?
3: Right. What's the problem with that?
0: Well, when you look in Scripture, you look in the Old Testament, specifically in Genesis. It's easy to find um, the first story, Garden of Eden. Um, when they separate from God, when they they become they separate from God's will, they end up moving off to the east. And there's this this constant theme of any time you're moving further away from God, you're going east. Babel is east. Cain goes east. Everybody keeps moving east. And the first person that comes west is Abraham.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And God brings Abraham west. Abraham decides to come back towards God. And so there's this, there's this kind of overarching concept right. that if you're going east, you're moving away from God. And if you're going west, you're moving towards God. And so the irony of Jonah fleeing God by going west...
3: And not going east.
0: And not going east, where God's calling him, which is also interesting yeah, because Nineveh is to the east. Nineveh is far from God. Like, oh, there's just there. There's some good correlations there, mm. and I, I, you know, I don't know if you want to read into them too much, mm-hmm. but there's maybe, definitely some.
3: Maybe the story's being flipped. Maybe God's saying, "Hey, going east is actually not because." Th- and this might be a little bit of a foretelling, too, because they get uh, exiled to Assyria. Mm-hmm. Is God still there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there you go. Yeah, you know, and, and then they get later exiled to, to Babylon. Again, is God there? hmm Yeah. Is God there when things are hard? Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, uh, ah, hmm that's just that's just good stuff. Yeah, that's was, just... There's... You know, Jonah is a tiny little book, four tiny chapters. Tiny. You could read this in like 20 minutes. Yeah. 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 Like at a lackadaisical pace.
3: Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's hard to preach a 30-minute sermon off of chapter <laughs> one.
0: I mean, there you go. So, I mean, you could take... You you could take a lackadaisical pace. Read this whole thing in twenty minutes. There is so much good stuff to this story. Oh, I yeah. I had you know this has been so much fun digging into this because I had mm-hmm. no idea all of this was in here. Yeah. It was just like oh yeah, there's a dude and he gets eaten by a, a like eaten by a big whale fish thing, <laughs> and then vomited up later on the shore. That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the Veggie Tales movie. Just, I, I saw what. the vet. Yeah, I saw the vet. <laughs> there's a worm. There's a, the pirates that don't do anything. I know the story. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like it's fine. Uh no, so much more that so much more going on in here.
3: Veggie Tales song ever. Oh, that is a good song. We were playing yeah. that
0: after service on Sunday. <laughs>
3: yeah. You're making me hungry. Oh man. <laughs> so good.
0: So good. Um so that was uh, casting lots and going west. Let's talk about uh let's talk about going down now. Cause there's another there's another narrative theme that's going on in this first chapter that we saw and it continues. Uh, continues into the book a little bit, but you and you pointed this out on Sunday a little bit, Rob of that there 's this repeated Jonah keeps going down there 's this descent, God calls him to arise, and instead he goes down yeah. um so let 's talk about what the significance of going down looks like.
3: you know, I think about this in terms mm. of walking into a dark alley mm. and every step you take toward into that dark alley, it gets darker. Mm-hmm. It gets scarier. You're not really sure what you're going to face. And, you know, I talk about this in terms of addiction because people, when people have walked a long time down a dark alley, mm. they want to turn around and they want the walk back to be shorter. Mm. And I don't think God does it that way. Like like Jonah, when he gets irped up onto the 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 shore wherever mm. that happens, he still has to go to Nineveh, which is well inland. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a
0: big old long journey.
3: It's a long journey. Like like we just kind of jump from from the sh- the shore to Nineveh. No, in no. Minds.
0: Um. Oh wait, no. I know this. I know this. I was listening to one guy talk about it. I think it was Brad Gray. Maybe like a thirty day journey. Yeah. By foot. Like it, it took him 30 days to walk this thing covered yeah. in fish bile. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. He showed up looking real fresh and fly to the city. We'll talk about that more next week.
3: Yeah, you know, and and it's like, there's not like there's roads no. then like there are today. Like, there were... You, he, he would have travel, been on the trade route, yeah, the Via was, Maris, yeah, but... Travel was limited, and so depending on where he's erped up, all all like... And so, going down, going down. Like I've in my own in my own life, there's been times where um, I've wanted to hang on to resentment, Mm -hmm. and each conscious decision to hang on to that. Like there's been times where I was resentful and didn't like didn't consciously realize it, Mm -hmm. and later went like, oh wow, there's some resentment there. Mm -hmm. I need to deal with that. But there's been other times where uh, I've been mad at my wife, and and just one. Like I want to be or, you know. Sure. One of those kind of moments, and and each conscious decision had this spiritual impact on me that just uh, it felt darker for me each time I did that. And for Jonah, you know, even going down into the ship, like like we know that they don't have light bulbs like we do today. I mean, you know, they're probably using candles or whatever, but unless you're actively turning on, a, actively lighting a candle, it's dark. Hmm. Yep. And a whole of a ship probably, probably wasn't the thing that you were going to light, light up. Mm,
0: probably not a, probably not a great idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, Let's light this wooden boat. Let's have a <laughs> bunch of candles lighting it up real brightly. Yeah. Inside this wooden boat.
1: Brilliant.
3: And so that's the first picture of, oh, this is getting dark. Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: But then he chooses to get thrown into the water, and, and the Hebrew word isn't, isn't repeated a fourth and fifth time,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but you get this sense that going into the water is this process of going down, in fact, from the ancient cosmology which is different than cosmetology. Mm. Um, you're, you're
0: correct in that. <laughs> they're close. The ancient cosmology. A they're a hair's breadth away.
3: Ancient <laughs> <laughs> cosmology said that going into the water was going into the abyss. This is going into Sheol. Mm. This is like you don't come out.
0: Yeah, you're descending into chaos here.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and Jacob mentioned earlier when we were talking about this that, or maybe that was you, Logan, someone mentioned that. Um they were afraid of the water. Mhm. Like they're sh- this is a shepherding herding people. Yeah, the
0: Hebrews were not yeah, no, they were not they were not ocean-faring people. Mm-hmm. Um which is why he's riding with pagans. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The, the pagans were the the sea people.
2: Um Yeah. Well, and and Jonah's name uh means dove. Um and and that's pretty interesting because uh when you hear a dove and you hear uh, like chaos or water, you're, you're actually, from a biblical perspective, you're expecting him to hover over it. <laughs> kind of reminds me of a story with one Jesus.
3: Yeah. Something about a dove
2: hovering over the water.
3: <laughs> the sending out of the it. dove. Well,
2: because there was a... Three times. It, mm-hmm. When there was a dove, uh, or there is a dove in, in, in Israel, um, in the Middle East, that it will hover will hover. Yeah. Um and it's known it's famous for this. Um and that's uh that's a picture of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um in, in Genesis one it says that God's spirit hovered over the water, uh, over the chaos. Um and, and we see it a few other times like the spirit hovering over Jesus, mm-hmm. um and and stuff like that. And so uh that's another indication of he's not supposed to be going down yeah you know um there's some there's some midrash on that right uh there's not there's not
0: Oh no you were you were making
2: (laughs) up midrash earlier that's right you were making up midrash about him walking on the water to nineveh yeah i was saying okay if if he'd done his job he would have just walked on the water (laughs) to nineveh jeez who have hovered on the water to nineveh getting Um, me all getting
0: me all confused with
2: this midrash stuff (laughs) (laughs) um uh and I guess hypothetically that would be if he decided to repent before being thrown into the water. <laughs> mm. Mm.
0: I throw him in and he just keeps walking and they're like, but he didn't go. Yeah. All, right. All right. So, we've been, we've been so this is, this, this is tracking with the, he descends, like he goes down to the, he goes down to the docks. He, he hires this ship. He might've actually just paid for the entire ship. Mm-hmm. Um, because what what's the chances that it was just ready to go, yeah, um he might have been like, no, nope, are piecing out, I'm paying for the whole thing Mm-mm. uh that's a possibility, but then he uh then he goes down into the ship, and the captain tells him to arise, you made a point of this, like the pagan is calling him <coughs> up like God did, yeah, um, yeah goes the same call, yeah, which is uh that's funny yeah. <laughs> like there's there's so much good stuff in this little story, um. And then, then they throw him down into the water. Which Jacob, I know you you've got midrash on this. Yes. Okay. So tell me about the midrash on on the pagans dipping him.
2: Yes. And a little Mi- Jonah dip. Midrash is it, it's a very interesting thing to study. Um, sometimes it's it's it seems like a very silly story. <laughs> sure. Uh, like there's just,
0: a lot of midrash on this one. You can go look it up on oh, Wikipedia. There's, there's a tons. bunch of fun midrash um, involving Leviathans and Jonah and the fish. Double teaming the Leviathan, like it's it's, it's wacky. Yep. So um, give it a looky.
2: But this particular one states that the uh, the crew, uh, when they learned they, they were supposed to throw him in, yep. they they wanted to test this out. Cause so,
0: cause why why did they want to test it out?
2: Well, uh, well, it doesn't say. Okay. Um,
0: well, what's what's the best guess?
2: So, my guess, in my theory is that they really did not want to kill this guy. Okay. They really didn't want to throw him into the water, um, okay. so what they do is they they like dipped him in. Um, so so they put him in, and his feet are in, and the storm stops. Just like hanging him off nice. the side of the boat. Ooh, okay, <laughs> M- maybe that's all. God wanted. All he needed. And so they, they pull him out, the storm comes back. Okay. Um, like, oh not, not not enough. So so they dip him in a bit more. Now now his legs are all the way in. Okay. Storm stops.
3: <laughs> he's he's gotta be fully immersed. Come on. <laughs> oh man, it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count immersed. if you're
2: not fully immersed. But but they keep going and eventually they reach a point where they're <laughs> like, okay, I guess I guess we just gotta throw him in. Um and I thought this story was really interesting, and, and it's not uncommon for the midrash to do something like this, where it tells a story, and you're like, why did like what's the point of that? Sure, you know, like that's such a weird thing to say, but like what this directed me to was how these guys like <clears throat> really go out of their way to not kill Jonah. Yeah, um, I think that that makes so, sense because
0: yeah. it says that in the story.
2: Yeah, because they like they row away, they row, they try hard to row to row to land, yeah. but they can't. Paul Grape did not want to kill him.
3: <laughs> so so here we got Jonah, wh- whose name ne- means dove. Dove means dove. Okay. The dove is supposed to hover above Ooh. the chaos, above the waters. Okay. Uh, Jonah, which which is a picture of the Holy Spirit, and Jonah says, nope, all the way in. So Hebrews 6. Oh. I wonder if the author of Hebrews is picturing Jonah and and saying, Man, God is gracious, but don't don't test us. <laughs> huh. Um He says he says in verse nine, so that was through verse six. He says in verse nine, though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we sure we feel sure of better things. Things that belong to salvation. In other words, they're going, I know this isn't true of you. That that you have seen the face of God, mm-hmm. that you've that you've experienced his goodness, his faithfulness, his holy spirit, and you've chosen to walk away. I know this can't be true of you.
1: Hmm.
0: I like that. I like that a lot.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: So then Jonah descends down into the belly of a whale. Yes, he does. And then he gets yacked up. Fish. Belly of a fish. fish. Belly of a fish. Sorry.
3: Yeah. yeah. Now.
1: I'm like, I don't know where we're standing on this one, so.
3: So the Hebrew language of that time was super simple. Mm-hmm. Only 5,000 words. There you go. So fish, whale. Sure. Who knows? Did they have a, did they have a term for whale at that time? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I don't know how much they would have known what a whale was at all. <laughs> Especially they since cared. they didn't really know about the ocean, yeah. Yeah.
1: If they care. There's water. We don't care.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got fins, it's got uh
2: It's scary. We don't <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing out in the water, we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Makes no, sense.
3: It's... Ginorma gi- yeah, ginorma fish.
2: Big fish. Something we uh we almost forgot to mention was that uh there's actually two fish. Mm. We're not there yet. <gasps> we're not there yet. And we're not there yet. That's mm, next teaser. week. One teaser. One fish, for two next fish. Fish. Oh, Wait for the red fish and the blue fish. Uh, Jacob already.
0: Just jumping the gun. It's
1: Man. Just a teaser. Don't be talking about Come Star Wars either. Come back on Sunday.
0: Oh, that. Mm, Jar Jar's no, back. Moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Let's talk about scales on the eyes. Uh, so we descend down, and Rob, you, you're you excited. You're giddy to talk about scales on the eyes. For three days.
3: So uh, there, like there's a story of lovely lady. Um, no, Paul, <laughs> Saul. <laughs> yes? So mm. in Acts chapter 9, okay. Jesus says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom you, whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city and be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with them stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Mm. verse eight, Saul rose from the ground and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing so they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus and for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. and you brought up that that Jonah probably didn't eat, so he was fasting
0: probably was fasting in the belly of the whale it's an underwater tail it's a dark sorry. And That's so Ananias comes
3: to Saul uh, by the command of the Lord, and uh, which is kind of an interesting connection, because Ananias is like, do you know what he's been doing, Lord? Like, he's, he's persecuting the church. Mm. Yeah. Similar circumstance of why Jonah wouldn't want to go to Nineveh. Mm. Do you know what they're doing, Lord? And immediately something like scales fell from the eyes, and he regained his the sight. Then he rose and was baptized, <laughs> fully immersed. Mm. Uh, fully immersed. And taking food, he was strengthened. Like, there's a connection to the story. Hmm. There's a, a redemptive twist, though. Instead of fleeing, Ananias could have fleed the face of the Lord. Instead, he went and trusted that God could work even through this persecutor.
2: Well, and Paul seemed to go up quite a bit in that story. Hmm. Arise, and he arose, and arise. He saw rose, ooh,
3: rose. Ooh.
2: He didn't go down once.
1: <laughs> Maybe we got blinded.
2: <laughs> when arise, someone told him to arise, and he actually arose. Yeah. <laughs> You just still get blinded. Hmm. Hmm. There
0: you go. Scales on the eyes. Tasty stuff. Fish scales.
3: Yeah, Ananias is told to rise and go to the street called straight.
1: Hmm.
3: Man, good stuff. Start finding all these little connections.
0: It's way more fun. Mm. So... Uh, next on the docket, let's talk about the uh, let's talk a little bit about the sign of Jonah. Now, the sign of Jonah is something that Jesus mentions in let me grab my Bible, Matthew
1: twelve.
0: <clears throat> uh, so we're looking in Matthew chapter twelve, verse uh, this one starts at verse thirty eight. So then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him. Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered them, "An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given to its, no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at Jonah's proclamation. And look, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And look, something greater than Solomon is here. Hmm. So (coughs) obviously the sign of Jonah here, we've got uh, this... uh, Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish for three days and three nights. So the son of man will be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. Um, We've also got a little bit of imagery going on with Jesus of being, uh, he descends, you know, descending down. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's that imagery again, but then he rises up. Right. Uh, We've got that obviously going on. There's uh, this. Okay. This wouldn't have been completely foreign. To the Jews at that time, there was a concept, and this ties in with the sign of Jonah. There was this concept that the soul was um, it would hover over the body for some. And this is there was debate on this, but the the two trains of thought one was three days, one was seven days. And so, what they would do, if you want to if you want to research more of this. What they would do is they, they had this thing called shimira, um, shemira, S-H-E-M-I-R-A. Uh, it literally means watching or guarding, and it refers to the Jewish religious ritual of watching over the body of a deceased person from the time of death until burial. Now, because they would, they would take the, the dead person and they would wrap them up, they would wait, and then they would bury them. Right. Three to seven days uh the, you got the there was a male guardian called a shomer and a female guardian called a shomeret um or shomerim as plural uh <clears throat> and they're the people that perform the shimara okay uh the the concept though is that they are going to sit there and they are going to read psalms or a lot of times they'd read from the book of job and comforting passages for the deceased because they believe that the soul is hovering over the body. It's tied to the body there for three days. Um, and so they're, they're sitting there and comforting this body as it's there for three days, as it's hmm. descended for three days or whatever. And then the soul is released to go on to wherever they they think it goes on to. Um, so this is tied in with that sign of Jonah that Jonah is down for three days and then is, Vomited back up, and this is actually where a lot of them—that's possibly where that thought came from. Interesting. Um, and developed from. So when Jesus is talking about this, and tying it to his resurrection, this is going to be clicking for a lot of them. Right. This is not. This is not going to sound crazy weird. No. This, <laughs> this is, is going to be like, wait, oh.
3: This is language they're going to understand.
0: Very much so. Very yeah. much so. The uh the sol- the end of that the uh, greater than Solomon. That's a that's another little funky bit there, but we'll we'll talk about that some other time.
3: Sure. Um but there's a time back to the Davidic mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But he's definitely Jesus does this a couple times um tying himself to Jonah. Uh well, with in, with a couple of different imageries.
3: In both of those cases, you know, in the two cases uh, the Queen of Sheba and the Ninevites, he's saying <clears throat> the pagans know how to you know, repent.
0: Yep. The men of Nineveh will stand at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. Yeah. So for some reason, the, the men of Nineveh will stand up and judge this generation, and they're in a position they can do that? That's a little weird. Yeah. The queen of the south will rise up and be be in a position to judge the what? Like that. that's going to sound, that's going to be a little inflammatory probably.
3: Well it makes me wonder what Jesus would say to the American church today. I mean what what kinds of things would Jesus mm. you know call call out? Sure. Yeah. You know,
0: so who would be who would be the people that we'd be like, wait, who gets to judge us? <laughs> right. Well, of course then again maybe we'd be those people. Mm. Are we the Ninevehs? <laughs> That's some food for thought.
3: Well, and I think sometimes we like to think that, like, oh wait, no, we're the Nineveh. Like we're we're those people, but eventually you become the establishment. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know, that's um, sure. the reality is you start out fighting the establishment and then eventually you become the establishment. That yes. his- history has, has bared that out numerous times.
0: Sure. Cool. So other correlations between Jesus and the uh, story of Jonah. Let's Hmm. talk about, I think there was this one time and this one place where Jesus took a nap.
3: Jesus took a nap. So I'm going to use the Matthew 8. It's actually recorded in Luke and Mark as well.
0: Kind of an important story, maybe.
3: Yeah. Um, So what we're referencing from Jonah 1 is the captain comes to Jonah and says, What do you mean? You teenage sleeper, you <laughs> <laughs> arise and call out to your God. Well, Matthew eight, twenty-four through twenty-eight, it reads this way, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, but he was asleep, uh-huh. he being Jesus. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men marvelled, saying, "What sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him?" And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that one could pass, that no one could pass that way. And so Jesus is asleep like Jonah, but instead of being thrown in, Jesus commands the, the winds and the waves. And really, um, you know, he's identifying himself as God mm-hmm. in this. It's, I find it interesting that they wake him saying, Save us, Lord. I don't know if they're saying, Save us, Lord, to Jesus, mm-hmm. or if they're just saying, Save us, Lord, and they're waking Jesus in the process because they That's were true. shocked when he did what he did, like they were not expecting this kind of response.
0: I always, I so when I, when I read this story, I have always pictured slash wondered if Jesus was actually asleep, <laughs> you know, like if you, if you have kids or if you've ever babysat kids or whatever, and you've tried to put them down for bed and like they're laying there pretending to be asleep, you know, this look like, they're trying too hard to look asleep.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, I am or, so or, you, asleep just, right you now. just know. Uh-oh. You just know when somebody's not actually asleep. My, right?
1: My favorite was Thea the other day. Oh. Tucked. Like, she needed to go to the bathroom, which they can go to the bathroom. It's not a big deal. But she felt like she needed to tuck her stuffed animals in so that if I checked on her, it would look like she was still asleep at bed, even if she was oh. in the bathroom. I like walked in. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I was putting the bed, so I could go to the bathroom. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Just go potty. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
3: We are all about going potty in this house. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. So, oh, yeah, uh,
1: let's pretend sleeping.
3: I just
2: found out. Um, so, so I, I made the connection of walking on water, right? Yep. Hovering over the water. Okay. Um, so so when Jesus comes the storm, they're going to uh, the Decapolis yep. or Genesaret or it's called a few different things. Uh, the other side, the heathen pagans. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that fr- so they make a trip to there, um, and later they make another trip that way, mm. and <clears throat> that's when Jesus walks on the water. It is this other this other time that they're going over? Mm, to the Decapolis, hmm. and that's there's some there's got there's some interesting stuff there. Hmm.
1: Um, and he sent them on ahead the that time.
2: Some tasty stuff. What
1: he sent them on ahead the that time. He's like, "Do you guys go on? I'll catch up later." Isn't that? Maybe.
3: Well, Can you imagine I, I, how
1: annoyed they'd be? We're like, "There's another storm, and Jesus isn't here."
3: Yeah, yeah we're yeah, we're. Who's gonna, <laughs> Peter? <laughs> You're <laughs> Peter, up, dude. <laughs> you calm the storm. You're the favorite. John, John, (laughs) he loves you.
0: No, they cast lots. And they decided, yep,
2: you're going in. (laughs) So specifically in the Mark version, um, there's a storm. And the storm is calmed as soon as he gets back in the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Man. And I mean, Hmm. like, I haven't done... haven't had time to do any research on this. Just started putting some of this stuff together, but man, there's some. It's mm-hmm.
0: interesting. Someone could take that and run with it, probably.
3: Huh? This this four little chapter Jonah plays so much good stuff. Plays. Man. So interesting. <clears throat> We've talked about pound cakes a lot. You know, this is a pound cake. This is
0: mm-hmm. this is a poundy mm-hmm. pound cake. This is like a this is like a double pounder. Yeah. This is like a brick.
3: This is like Jacob ordering the uh the jalapeno bacon chicken sandwich yesterday and the guy oh and
0: the guy asking like if you wanted that double and you're like wait you can get a double chicken sandwich? <laughs> you get a double <laughs> chicken sandwich. Double chicken uh, just sandwich. just to clarify no you can't get a double chicken sandwich. I was getting excited. <laughs> I think but no you can. once again you can't. I I do actually
2: think you can. Uh,
0: well It's not, not a good not, idea. Not with that guy helping us. I but didn't want one. I want that guy. That guy was like, Nope, nope, no, you can't. Nope, definitely yeah,
3: not. Didn't I? Uh
0: that reminds me of the the KFC double uh what did they have? The double 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 or something. It was basically it was like a instead of a bun, they gave you two things of chicken. Oh. And oh, the yeah. chicken was the, the bun around like the sandwich. It was insane.
3: Mm. You're making me hungry. Hmm.
0: It was that was that oh. was like enough keto for Glenn would have gone into ketosis. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so back on the topic here with Jonah, pressing on. My goodness. (laughs) Uh, So you you finished up the sermon yesterday with this this one implication, and the the one implication for this week um, to wrestle with as we go as we go on and we get into next week, and you left it unresolved, kind of um, intentionally. So that it would, cause it it, it it this chapter one ends with a cliffhanger. Like Jonah's in the he's in the belly of the belly of the fish, and he's descended and oh swallowed. No. And we're like, what the heck? Like what? If, if it just ended here, you'd be like, and Jonah died, right? Yeah, shortest chapter um, ever. But there's this there's this bigger concept of, of why you in the belly
3: of fish for three days and three <laughs> nights. You come out the other end as a turd.
0: That's true. That's mm. true. And the there just as a, a side note, the other uh, possible examples in history of people being swallowed by a, by a whale—they're um, not true. Uh, I I did some research. <laughs> They've debunked all of them. Oh, I know, uh, I know. What about They've finding debunked All of them. Uh, that's the only one they haven't debunked. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Ellen DeGeneres could survive in the belly of a whale. Uh, so do with that what you will. Nonetheless what we wanted to make a point of here was there there's a bigger, and this is where we get our implication. There's a bigger reason for why Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh. Hmm. Um, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit more in weeks to come here of uh, you opened up with the VeggieTales clip of Nineveh being this bad place. Right. But you've got these competing kingdoms going on and we'll, we'll definitely talk about this more later. Uh, but the the idea of jonah wants to see nineveh punished because they're a threat to israel and they're not following god and jonah is a prophet of god and sees that like if you don't follow god god's judgment should come down on you right like this is this is what the prophets do they declare god's judgment and god's not doing that here he's giving mercy mm-hmm and so Jonah is left in this incredible tension. A lot, a lot of times we look at him as this this prophet that just, you know, doesn't get it or doesn't listen or something, like he's a failed prophet. No, he's in the he's in between a rock and a hard place here. Mm. Um in a lot of ways. But your implication for for yesterday was who do you want to punish? Basically. I'm I'm Right. I'm putting that in my words, but who do you want to see punished? Who are who do you see God like who do you see needing God's judgment to come down on their life, or at least not to see like yeah they should not be getting God's blessing? what is that crap like no, you don't
3: get that, yeah, and that could be someone within your community or 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 a group within your community, sure, uh, maybe someone that you know represents um you know, the problems that you see within your community. So it could be the meth heads. It could be, could be the meth addicts and the ones driving up crime. It could be the ones that are uh, the homeless. Could be. Yeah. You know, like, why would we help the homeless? Why They should be helping themselves. Like, Might
0: be the 1%. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. You know,
0: like, so, I, I don't want to see God's <laughs> blessing. I want to see God punish them. Like, they're the big mean corporations.
3: Yep. Yep. ISIS it could be yeah yeah on a national scale it could be a political party it could be uh a nation state it could be uh a, a particular ideology mm-hmm. it could be you know um abortion you know the abortion clinic owners you know there's there's just a number of things you know you look at facebook feed and you could probably see some things where people uh at least on the surface seem to want someone to be punished sure we for their our... for their ideology for their beliefs for their actions we want a pound of flesh yeah
2: could be uh christians that uh misrepresent god or or that we feel misrepresent god
3: exactly yeah it could be yeah. it could be religious leaders that have uh that have fallen um you know the Southern Baptist Convention is um, Struggling. Taking, a lot, taking a lot of heat right now, and they should, but they're taking a lot of heat right now for their uh, handling of sexual abuse within their ranks mm-hmm. uh, within their clergy, which is which is something that's it's a horrible you know blemish on in God's name. But um who maybe another way of saying this is who do you feel is beyond hope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you feel like God cannot redeem that person or or that group or those people? Who
2: yeah.
3: who would you be offended if if it became obvious that God was blessing them? I think of the old uh Joke that I heard in Bible school, and I won't name the particular group that the joke was about. But guy goes to heaven; he's he's given the tour, mm-hmm. and and uh, of course Peter goes, "Shh, quiet!" In this room is you know Church acts. They don't know the rest of us are here. <laughs>
0: That's funny.
3: Yeah, you know, so you know, just that preconceived, you know, who do you think will never ever make it to heaven?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Know,
3: who's who's that person or or what group is that?
2: One of my uh favorite questions my uh teacher Marty Solomon ever asked me was uh who would uh and by favorite is not because it's a fun question, but uh <laughs> It's a good question, though. uh, When you're in heaven, is there anyone that you would feel uncomfortable sitting at the table with? Um, Especially sitting Mm -hmm. right next to them.
0: Be
3: like, wait, how'd you get in? Yeah. Yeah. Which would just indicate to some degree there's still some work to be done in your heart. Mm -hmm. If we understand the heart of Jesus. And I think about Jesus on the cross while they're actively crucifying him, and he says, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And how, you know, forgiving somebody who's actively doing something, that is something I've wrestled with. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I forgive in the midst of that?
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. I know, thinking about this question, the, you know, who do I want to, who do I you know, who do I want to punish or who do I want to see God punish? There's maybe a better way to, to put that. Um because initially your reaction is probably like, Oh, I don't want to punish anyone. Like, oh no, no, I'm a good Jesus loving like I'm a I'm a good I'm a I'm I'm a good church, I'm a I'm a good little Christian. I don't want to punish anyone. <laughs> right. And then when I when I started to really kind of delve into this a little bit more of uh but who do I not wanna see blessed Mm. because it's the same it's two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. you know um that really kind of made it stand out for me i was like oh i can start processing through that a little bit better so as we're talking about this in care groups this week or you know you're going through your week be be percolating on this be be digging into this because it's i mean it's an easy one to just be like oh yeah no i don't want to i don't want to or oh yeah isis (laughs) Like, cause I'm really tied to them, real tight. I mean,
2: and some people might be, you know, it they could might be, have lost could a loved be. one, or could be, you know, and that's. But there's and, a lot of us that don't. Yeah, but
0: me personally, like, yeah. I don't really like. If I, I could throw. Yeah, no, I want to see God punish ISIS, sure, but I don't really have a lot of skin in the game there. Yeah, but there are people in my life that I'm like, I don't know if I want to see God bless them right now. Yeah, and that makes it a whole lot more real, and I think that does a lot more for me connecting to this story and understanding where Jonah's at and what I need to learn from the story of Jonah.
3: Well, in the next two chapters, I mean, just, God's oh. gonna God's gonna go deeper with this. Like, there's more to, we we'll probably need to bring this back up again next week. Yeah, probably. Because, because the next layer that we're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna dive into just brings a whole nother layer of messiness to we this just particular. keep
0: going down deeper oh into
3: we should it? arise
0: <laughs> or we just keep pulling stuff up from it i don't well, know let's pull it up <laughs> <laughs> uh every time i think of down like when we do we talk about going down 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 all i can think is the blink 182 song there's a there's a the the one of the choruses on the song is down 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 you bring me so down 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 I'm just like that's that's all that's playing in my mind when you're saying that
2: you know it's fine because we're gonna come up uh, after three sermons mm. into uh, Advent yeah. <laughs> oh
0: man I'm not saying that there might be a Christmas song snuck in this week but there might be a Christmas song snuck in this week <laughs> you'll just have to come to church to find out.
3: Merry Christmas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.